Have you ever dreamed of being able to make more money, live a better life, and have the financial freedom that's rightfully yours? Well now is your chance. With an engaging perspective and tone, your host Ryan Dement will guide you through your journey to financial freedom one step at a time. Let's get to it. Here is your host Ryan Dement. Hey guys, Ryan Dement from Chasing Financial Freedom Podcast. I hope you guys are having a great day. This week on the podcast, we have Dr. Noah St. John. Dr. Noah St. John is known as the father of affirmations in the mental health coach to the stars, working with Hollywood celebrities, eight-figure company CEOs, professional athletes, top executives, and entrepreneurs. Noah is famous for helping his coaching clients make more in just 12 weeks than they made in the previous 12 months. Noah's also appeared on over a thousand media outlets, including ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Entrepreneur, and Success Magazine. Welcome to the show, Dr. Noah St. John. How are you doing? I'm great, Ryan. How are you? I cannot complain. I get another day to grind it out, and here we go. I got you on the show. Sorry sorry for a little confusion this morning, but (laughs) we will make it happen. We made it through. So let's get right into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the obvious and just d- and jump right in. The father of affirmations. How did you get that? Yeah. So we're saying a new word here for everybody uh, watching and listening. It's affirmations. A f f o r m a t i o n s. Affirmations. So this is one of my new books. It's called Millionaire Affirmations: The Magic Formula That Will Make You Rich. How's that for a subtitle? Uh, so like yeah. It. So affirmations are different from the old traditional affirmations method. Now, as we all know, an affirmation is a statement of something you want to be true. And so, um, you know, as you mentioned, I'm the father of affirmations, the mental health coach, the stars. I'm also a keynote speaker. So I get to speak at conferences, events all around the world. One of the things I like to do at at my events and seminars, uh, whether virtual or live, I like to have everyone in the audience. I say, okay, everybody stand up. And now we're going to say an old affirmation, just like they taught us. And everybody say, I am rich. And everybody goes, I am rich. You know what happens next? Everyone starts laughing. And I go, what are you laughing at? And they go, well, I'm not rich. And I say, but you just said you were. And they go, yeah, but I don't believe it. See, now, isn't that the problem with the old affirmations method? We say these statements, we want to believe them, but most of the time we just don't believe it. In fact, a recent study showed that 75, get this, 75% of people who use the old affirmations method actually end up feeling more frustrated than before. So imagine if you had a smartphone that didn't work 75% of the time, right? You'd probably trade it in and get a new one. And so that's what I did. I invented a new phone, uh, a new way of using your, your brain to get what you want. So instead of saying a statement, which is the old way, what I invented 25 years ago was a, the, a, the process called affirmations, my affirmations method. So now we're going to use empowering questions rather than statements. So rather than saying something like, I'm happy, I'm wealthy, I'm successful, I'm rich, and your brain goes, no, you're not, <laughs> right? <laughs> now we're going to say empowering questions like, why am I so happy? Why Am I always in the right place at the right time? And because of the embedded presupposition factor of the brain, that's a, uh, just a fancy way of saying that when you ask a question, your brain automatically searches for the answer. Well, using that embedded presupposition factor, we ask empowering questions, we follow the method, and then that's how we literally change our beliefs, change our habits, change our results. And that's how we change people's lives. So over a million people are now using my affirmations method all around the world. We've helped people, well, we've helped my clients add over $2 billion in revenues, not just using my affirmations method, but of course, many of the other things that we do here at successclinic.com. But we've helped people make a lot of money. We've helped people lose weight, overcome addiction, find love, save marriages. We've helped teenagers, you know, CEOs, athletes. 
uh, and everyone in between. So it's a really very powerful method, but something you can do in less than five minutes. A day. So let's hear it. Less than five minutes a day. Let's put it on the line. Let's see how it works. Yeah, absolutely. This is something I do talk about in, you know, in the book, Millionaire Affirmations. And so we call it my core four formula, core four formula. Now we call it that because there are four modes of human communication. We humans communicate in four ways, reading, writing, speaking, and listening. That's how we humans communicate, right? And so what I teach and, you know, I show you in the book is you want to use my core four formula to use affirmations, my affirmations method every morning when you get up. All right. So the first minute you're going to read your affirmation. So, you know, you can read it in the book. You can, um, you know, read it in any of my other books. I mean, I've written 17 books so far uh, with my 18th and 19th coming out next year. But you can read your affirmations for one minute. Then you want to write them down. So we have an affirmations journal. Right. So that goes with that. We have a companion journal. You can write it down or you can write it on your phone wherever you want to take notes. Right. So that's writing. Then you want to say it out loud. Right. You want to say it you know, literally to your partner, your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, your cat, your dog, your goldfish, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Just say that out loud and that's going to get your brain attuned to this. And then the fourth stage is you want to listen, right? That's the fourth mode of human communication. Uh, on our website, we have uh, these programs called IAFORM Audios, where you, uh, actually you can listen to uh, your affirmation set to inspiring music. And that's how you can reprogram your subconscious thought patterns while you're actually not even paying attention. So using that core four formula, that's how you can change your financial future in less than five minutes a day. And by the way, why do we say it takes less than five minutes a day? Well, it's very simple. You know, the number one objection that I get is, oh, Noah, I want to change my life. I want to make more money. I want to have better success, but I don't have the time. So I say to the person, well, listen, if you don't have five minutes a day to change your financial life, then I guess you don't want it that badly, right? Any, everybody has five minutes a day. And so that's you know where my core four formula with my affirmations method comes in. And that's that's really how you do it. So I, I guess I got to ask the question because everybody, like you said, should have five minutes, but we've become a society that uh, doesn't want to put the time and effort in. It, it, in I, I joke all aside, we're on technology, but there's not a week that doesn't go by that I have people reach out to me and say, they want to be like me. And I'm like, I've been eight years of grinding at this to get to where I'm at today. And mm -hmm it's day in and day out. I didn't put one TikTok video or Facebook <laughs> a video out and become an, an, an overnight success. It's right. taken a long time and effort. So how do you fight back and deal with those individuals that say, you know, I don't have time or I'm not going to really put in the effort? Well, that goes back to uh, something that I've been teaching for over 25 years to my clients, and that's called finding your why to, right? And so all human behavior is uh, based on two factors, all right? There's the driving force and the restraining force. All right. So it's like driving a car. Right. So if you think about your goals. Right. So people say, hey, Noah, you know, I want to make more money. So I go, OK, here's five bucks. Go away. No, you got to be a lot more clear than that. Right. <laughs> you got to be a lot clearer than that. So how much money do you want to make and by when? And also, what are you willing to do to get that money or that you know, result, whether it's weight loss or relationships or money or whatever your goal might be, right? So it's like driving a car. When you're in your car, you're just going from point A to point B. You know, you could walk, you could take a bicycle, you could whatever you want to do. But, you know, generally speaking, for most people, taking a car is a nice, fast, easy way, convenient to get from point A to point B a lot faster than walking, right? And so it's the same with our goals, right? Whatever you want, that's your, that's your pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Well, 
you have the driving force of your foot on the gas, right? That's your why to, meaning I want this because. But then we have the restraining force of your foot on the brake, right? That's, ooh, I don't know if I want to do that because, right? So I call that your why not to. So you have your why to's and your why not to's. Well, that is actually, um, that's causing all your behavior, every single behavior that you do every single day. And so the point is that if someone says to me, you know, no, I want to make more money. I want to start my business. I want to write books like you do. I want to have my online courses or whatever it might be. I want to be a thought leader, but I don't have the time or I don't have the money or I can't afford it. All these excuses that we have. Then I say, listen, let's look at your why twos and why not twos. And then we can really make a determination because let's face it. You and I both have the same number of hours that everybody does. Mark Cuban, yeah. Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, I mean, everybody, Elon Musk, we all the same 24 hours a day. So it has absolutely nothing to do with the amount of time. Time is, in fact, irrelevant. What it has to do is your system. So we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. And time to me is the, probably the most precious. It is the most precious commodity right. I have. And we don't know how many more days, hours, weeks, whatever you want to say that we have on this planet. So you've got to be able to use those effectively. Correct. One of the things that uh, I talk a lot about on my other podcast, Chasing Happiness, is being in the moment, being present. I know when you look into the future, you've got anxiety. And when you look in the past, you're, you're looking at depression. But it's more prevalent today than anything else. We went through a pandemic. We've got all these other issues going on. What are some tips and tricks that individuals that are struggling with looking in, you know, into the future and into the past to get to where they want to be? They want to put the time and effort in, but they're playing on these two polar sides of, of their lives and not staying focused down the middle. Yes, that's correct. You know, many years ago I was meditating and I realized that all human emotion comes down to just two sentences. Believe it or not. I mean, literally every emotion that we humans face comes down to only two sentences. And I was shocked to learn that. I mean, when I discovered it just in meditation one morning and I realized that those two sentences are when your opinion of your past, present and future tends to be positive, you will be happy. When your opinion of your past, present or future tends to be negative, you will be unhappy. And so the key word in both of those sentences is opinion. Right. So it's our not what happened, but it's our opinion of what happened or what's going to happen or what is happening. Right. So that is our experience. We have the past, the present and the future. Right. And so, you know, one of the things that I work with clients on all the time is a precisely that. So the only three things that we really need to focus on is, number one, forgive the past. Number two, appreciate the present. And number three, step into your best future. So we can all look to the past and have regret you know, anger, sadness, depression, things like that, mm -hmm. right? Very negative emotions, right? There you go. So clearly, once you have a negative emotion about the past, bingo, you're unhappy, okay? But if you can forgive the past, now, who is the hardest person for most people to forgive? Ourselves, Ourselves. Right? Oh, man, you know, oh, I, I can't believe I was so stupid. Why did I do that? Or why did I make that decision? Or why did I mm -hmm. listen to that person when I sh should have just listened to my own inner knowing? And I knew what was right. And I went in this other direction. You know, we've we've all done this, you know, a thousand times, a million times, whatever it is. And so the point is to forgive ourselves is usually the hardest thing for most people to do. But we still have to do it every single day if we want to be happy, right? Then we have to appreciate our present. The word appreciate comes from the Latin word pratium, which means price or value. So what most people are doing is depreciating their present. Oh, why doesn't she ever so and so and so this? And why doesn't he that and that and blah, 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 right? And so we are depreciating the present. And that is exactly what's happening. Now we're unhappy about the present. And then, of course, we're looking into the future and we have fear. 
right? Mm -hmm. You can't fear the past because it already happened. You can't be afraid yeah. of something that happened. You can only be regretful of it, you know, or forgive it. But, you know, fear is, of course, looking at the future and saying, oh, my gosh, what if I run out of money? What if I am not healthy? What if I lose my spouse or lose someone close to me? Right? That's what we humans fear. We fear change. But at the same time, we want change. So it is very ironic that the very thing that we humans want is the very thing that we fear. And so in order to, once we realize that, that's when we, you know, you can use affirmations, for example, or my other power habits. We have a system called the power habit system, which where I teach the power habits of unconsciously successful people, how highly successful people actually do these things unconsciously, meaning they can't even teach it. And I mean, because they don't know what they're doing. They do it unconsciously. And that's where I come in. And that's, you know, one of the reasons we've helped our clients get a lot of really great results, not just in money, but also in happiness and peace of mind and fulfillment. I know as an entrepreneur, so prior to this lifestyle, I call it a lifestyle because it truly is. I mean, you have to embrace it. Mm -hmm. um, I spent 25 years in, you know, corporate America and I touched practically every financial tool you can touch. Mm -hmm. I thought I was prepared to be an entrepreneur. I failed twice. I had to go back to corporate America twice to, to learn my lesson. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I learned along this journey was the future cannot control me today. I have to be able to control what I see and feel today. And you said a couple of times, the anxiety that you, you feel about, I'm going to lose money or I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur, when we're trying, and I use this loosely because I hate this scale up or level up stuff, when you're trying to grow your business, and you're putting it on your back and you're strapping on and you're ready to go, you worry about those things that are going to happen in the future. But realistically, you need to worry about those le the, the lessons that are here today and focus on those and then start working your way down the road as they come. And I ask you this, I know you work with entrepreneurs. It's a struggle I know I have on a daily basis as we try to grow our business and do different things. I, stay, I try to stay as focused as I possibly can on a, on a daily basis, but my mind does wander. But I get up and walk away, go on a walk, take my dog for a walk, do something just to get my head back in the place. What are some other helpful tips and tricks for entrepreneurs to understand that the future is not going to control them? The today is going to what they need to focus on and move into it and step in and really step into it. If you think about your goals, all right, again, this is all focused on your goals. What is it you want? We humans are goal-oriented organisms whether it's a new car, a new house, or a ham sandwich for lunch. We're always focused on what we want, all right? And so, but here's the problem. We live in a world of infinite distractions. At our fingertips every second is the these wonderful machines that are um, infinite distractions, okay? Mm -hmm. And by the way, the, the, you know, the people who run those social media platforms, and we all know what they are, um, they have people there that design these platforms to uh, literally addict you, to addict us, because we're the product, remember, because they're all yeah. free, right? The platforms are free. And so you're like, well, how do they make billions of dollars? Well, because we're the product, right? We, <laughs> you're, They're selling us, right? right? They're selling our data and saying, here, show these ads to these people and these ads to these people and so on. And so the point is that it can be very, very difficult, especially now. You know, people ask me all the time, Noah, how have you written you know, now 18 books, well, 19 books, actually, have you written 19 books, right? I, I can't even write, you know, a blog post, you know, or I can't, I'd like to write a book, but I, I can't even write one. How have you written all these books? And I always answer the same way by writing them. You know, now I know that sounds like a flippant answer, but that's actually really true. When I'm writing a book for just this, I'm just using this as an example, right? When I'm writing a book, 
I, I'm not on social media, right? I'm not checking my email. I'm not on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. I'm just, I've got my blinders on. I've got, you know, I've got these, I'm just laser focused. And so the point is that most entrepreneurs suffer from shiny object syndrome, right? This is the number one thing that people are asking me, literally. And this, this wasn't this way 10 years ago. I mean, I've been, I've been coaching entrepreneurs for over 25 years now. 10 years ago, it was not this way because, of course, social media really wasn't around so much, that, you know, 10 years ago, certainly not like it is today. And so now 90% of the questions that I get are about focus. No, I can't focus. Help, you know, can you help me focus? I'm like, well, yeah, of course I can. So the point is that, number one, we got to focus on our goals. No kidding, right? Everybody talks about yeah. that. But number two, <laughs> we've got to go back to that point that I was just talking about, the, the, the foot on the brake and the foot on the gas, right? If you're driving down the road of life with one foot on the brake, doesn't matter how many, you know, how fast you're going or, you know, how many, how hard you press on that gas pedal, you're still going to have one foot on the brake. So what happens is entrepreneurs get so scattered and they have shiny object syndrome. So one of the things that I work with my clients on is building one bridge at a time, right? Because if you think about going from where you are to where you want to be, it's like you're building a bridge, right? From mm -hmm. here to there. But the problem is most entrepreneurs have 20 half-built bridges. Oh, I, I, I better do Facebook ads because, you know, this guru said do Facebook ads. And, and this guru says to do TikTok. And this guru says to do Instagram. And this guru says to Now, these are all fine. There's nothing wrong with any of these things. It's just the fact that you got 20 half-built bridges. So the point is that I'll give you an example. You know, I had one client uh, and he was stuck at about $4 million a year in revenues for his company. Now, that doesn't sound like a big problem, right? You know, $4 million a year. Wow, that doesn't sound bad. But he was stuck there for four years and he just couldn't get over it. He just couldn't get over that hump. Well, you know, I worked with him for a year. And in that one year, uh, you know, we worked one-on-one -on -one together. And in that one year, he went from being stuck at $4 million for the previous four years to over $20 million in revenues. A six times increase. That's a hockey stick growth, right? Yeah. And really, we didn't even talk about marketing or sales or funnels or any of that stuff. Not that you don't need that, but we didn't. Even, we never talked about that. All we talked about was this inner game stuff that I'm talking about now. So you know that the 2.8 billion dollars we felt our clients make, 95% of that is as a result of you know mastering your inner game. And do you think that is the number one struggle that entrepreneurs have is mastering that inner game of the, that they have going on? It is, but they don't think it is, right? Everybody thinks it's traffic. Everybody thinks that if I just had more traffic, I'd make more money. And I can't tell you how many people have said to me at my seminars or my coaching, hey, Noah, I spent all this money on Facebook ads and I lost all this money. And I go, well, I'm sorry to hear that, you know, but but why did you do that? Well, because this guru said to do it and this guru said to do it. I'm like, okay, well, that's nice for them. So what were you sending your traffic to? And they said, well, my website. And I go, okay, well, what's your offer? And they go, well, I don't really have an offer right now. And I go <laughs> like this, facepalm, you know, it's like, come on, all you can do in that scenario is lose money. There's nothing you mm -hmm. can do but lose money. So just because this guru or that guru says that, you know, they did it and, you know, they, it worked for them. That doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So the point is, you know, we have to go in order, as Stephen Covey talked about. We have to begin with the end in mind, right? And so traffic is the end. That's the very last thing, especially paid traffic. That's the mm -hmm. last thing you should do because if not, all you can do is lose money. And so the point is every entrepreneur thinks they have a traffic problem, but and 95% of the time, that's not really the problem. Sure, that can be part of the problem, but that's not the problem. The biggest problem for, well, you know, for most everybody that I've ever worked with over the last 20 plus years is an inner game issue, meaning they 
have one foot on the brake, number one, which leads to this shiny object syndrome. So what's so funny is lots and lots of entrepreneurs understand and know they've got a problem with focus. They've got a problem with shiny object syndrome, but what they don't realize, that's just a symptom. That's not the cause, right? The cause is all these things that I'm talking about right now. But part of that cause in the, I want to call it the equation is having, and, and this is, I know we're going back and going back and forth. I do rabbit holes, unfortunately, but you do have to have a good marketing technique. You got to have an offer. I mean, and I agree with right. you, but the distractions in the 20 half built uh, bridges been there, done that. I know that very well. I know that on a daily basis. <laughs> But the other thing is in that process is knowing your place within your business. And, mm-hmm. and I know it's, it's, a, it's a crazy adage or dumb adage, if you want to say, is if you're doing $10 an hour work, you can't expect $100 an hour results. So, that's I mean, right. that's, that's another thing that you have to understand in the, in the businesses, understand what your value is to the business and where you need to have somebody else brought in to help you with the business. That on my first two tries, I failed miserably because I thought I could do it all. And that just... I mean, it just doesn't work. But then once you start realizing that you can build a core group around you, have the right people doing certain things. I have a VA that helps me with the podcast. I have a VA that helps me with marketing. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a VA. All three VAs do have a specific set of tools, Mm -hmm. but it took me almost 12 months to find three solid VAs that could actually mirror. And I think that this could also be part of that inner game you're talking about is Mm -hmm. it's and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but being trustworthy and somebody that's halfway across the world is hard for me because I'm, I'm letting them have access to a lot. Nothing sensitive. I mean, I'm giving them tools, but I'm not there to see their end result in their work. So in the end, how do I know how productive they are? I have to manage their time. Unfortunately, I've got screenshots I can grab and stuff like that, but it's building that trust and putting that foundation down so I can have a little ease of mind or peace of mind to where I can focus on the stuff that's making us money and not actually spending $10 an hour work and saying, Oh yeah, look how great I am, but I've got all these unbuilt bridges. Well, you know what you just stated there, Ryan is one of the biggest struggles of entrepreneurs, particularly the entrepreneurs that really want to, uh, you know, make that leap to the six figures and then Mm -hmm. up to seven figures. And let's be very blunt. You can do everything. Right. You are good at everything. And I'm speaking not to you, just you, Ryan, but also to everybody watching this program is that, yeah, you're the entrepreneur. You can do it all. But that's the problem. You know, you are yeah. good at everything. But that's the problem. I mean, think about it like uh, like a baseball team. Right. Think about a baseball team. You've got the owner, you've got the manager and you've got the players. Right. So the players are they're on the field. They're throwing the ball, catching the ball and hitting the ball. You know, so they're running around. That's that's the the game, right? Well, you got the manager, and he's the one that's saying, "Okay, you go over here and you do this, and you steal the base, and you you know change pitchers, whatever." But then you got the owner up in the owner's box. What's he doing? (laughs) He's up there counting his money, right? He's saying, "Okay, I'm going to hire this guy because you know he he's good at hitting, and this person because they're good at running, and this person's good at feel or whatever that might be. You know, however involved they are in the hiring process, that's of course depends." But you see what I'm saying. So we've got to start thinking as the owner. We got to start thinking as the person who's up there in the owner's box, count their money. And I mean, I'm being a little facetious, but I mean, you get the point. They're not running around catching, throwing the ball, right? Yeah. And again, you got to catch and throw the ball. So who's going to do that? Well, and and so that leads to my second point that you know you brought up, which is trust is earned. Yes, we do have to trust people, but trust has to be earned. You can't just. And I made that mistake so many times. I because I'm a very trusting trustworthy person. And so when I say something, it's true. 
And I thought other people were like that. I thought everyone was like that. I come to find out almost nobody's like that. <laughs> almost yeah. everybody's lying, you know, and they're like, wow, man, really? And, you know, they just don't do what they said they were going to do. Because if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And I thought other people did that. And that's like, no, oh, not so much. And so, yeah, that got me into a lot of trouble. So, you know, there's that old saying we've all heard a million times, hire slow, fire fast. And yes, yeah. that's true. And I, boy, did I do that wrong. I mean, I, I, because I, I, I wanted people to work out. I, and I, and I put, poured so much money into them and, you know, they screwed me over time and time again until I finally got wise. So, you know, I know all, every mistake that you're talking about, I've made it, you know, 10 times over. And I mean, I've got the arrows in my back to prove it. <laughs> So, you know, that's why do you think I wrote all these books, you know, from from painful experience? I have to ask, what are your top three mistakes that you made in that journey? I, I can tell you top three right now. Trusting the wrong people, trusting the wrong people and trusting the wrong people. I mean, very simple. Okay. I just did. Yeah. And what in what I guess the qualities, personalities, whatever you want to say, what met you? What allowed you to trust them? I mean, what started that process? I mean, uh, I, I guess uh, let's back up. The hiring process is different for everybody, and I get that. But when you were doing a hiring process, did you have a structured hiring process when you first started out? Yeah, it was called If I Like Him, I Hired Him. Ah, do there we go. Got it. Got Don't it, got do it, got that. It. Very dumb. Very dumb. Yeah, Don't do it. that. That was a really, really bad idea that cost me millions of dollars. So please don't do that. Yeah. No, I just, hey, oh, he sounds great. Or she sounds great. That's it. You know, because I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm a trustworthy person. I say it, I do it. And no. It's just incredibly rare, as we all know now, uh, nowadays, it's very rare to find somebody who actually just does what they say. You know, everybody mm -hmm. says they're going to, you know, give you the sun and the moon and the stars. Everybody says that nowadays, but very, very few people actually deliver. So now, of course, you know, we have a very <laughs> much more stringent hiring process called, hello, you got to actually do something. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, that that cost me millions of dollars. It's a it's a tough pill to swallow because I and, and I'm just talking VAs, but I've hired thousands of people in my corporate career and mm -hmm. totally different hiring process. Yes. But with VAs, I'm 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 more in tune with what they're trying to do. I want to get to know them because I'm not going to physically be able to see them. They're in the Philippines or they're in India. And it's like, That's right. OK, uh, how, I mean, in that building connection was very difficult for me yes. to overcome. And like you said, trusting. I think I went through 22 or 23 VAs before I found my very first one. Yep. And probably by number 10 or number 11, I got smart enough to say, okay, I'm going to give you a task before right. hiring you, but I'll pay you. That's right. But I, and I'm going to give you several tasks and see if you can actually complete it. That's right. It was amazing. It was a 50-50 shot that these people said they could do something that they would actually complete it. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so funny is people will, they'll ghost you. And it's like, yeah. do you do you want money? Hello? What what are you doing? Yeah. And it's, it's just crazy. Um, but, you know, what's worse is, and this happens mostly in America, you know, when I hired all these marketing dudes, all these, you know, so-called gurus, and I paid them all this, I mean, I paid them tens of thousands of dollars, I mean, hundreds of thousands, you know, on the aggregate. Um, and, you know, I, I said, okay, now, you know, either I hired them to either teach me how to do something or to actually do it. And then I paid them all the money and then they didn't do it. And that's like, hello, you know, yeah. so that's where I found out that most of those marketing gurus are, how can I put this nicely? Lying sociopaths. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, and they're still out there. And you know what's what I finally realized? Again, this took me way too long to get. Was that the because be, great marketers tend to usually can't teach their way out of a paper bag. In mm -hmm. other words, they're great at persuasion, great at marketing, and great at selling themselves. But when it comes to coaching and teaching and mentoring, 
They truly suck. They, they can't teach their way out of a paper bag. So just because someone is very good at marketing and persuasion does not make them a good coach. So you really, for the people you know watching and listening to the program, make sure you do your homework. That's why when you go to our website, you'll see literally hundreds of case studies, hundreds and hundreds of case studies of you know clients that I've worked with that I've helped because we have a system-driven approach to success. See, with the gurus, it's personality-driven because it's based on their personality. But my mm-hmm. argument is, well, what if I don't have that personality? Well, then you're out of luck, see? And see, I'm, I'm a very you know, shy, introverted person. And so I don't have this big, you know, larger than life personality. Well, so, you know, if, some, if they do, the gurus, and they're like, well, why don't you just do it like I did? Well, what if I can't? What if I'm not like you? You know, I needed a system. That's what I paid them for. And they, and they never gave it to me, you know, even after I paid them all that money. So that's why, you know, with our clients, I mean, people, my colleagues, my friends, you know, they'll actually tease me. They'll say, no, you got enough case studies. And I'll say, listen, people are skeptical today. They should be skeptical. Most people have yes. been burned by gurus like I was. And so, you know, it's very common, unfortunately, nowadays. So that's why, I mean, I just give you literally hundreds of case studies because I'm like, hey, I know probably most people won't believe what I'm saying because I'm saying it. But maybe you yeah. would believe, you know, Mike and Adam and Sheila and Susan and Kathy. And I mean, it just goes on and on and on. That's that's why we give them an overabundance of proof so that people know hmm, if it worked for them, I guess it could work for me. And there's so many people burned by those gurus. And then we can go down a rabbit hole with that. But <laughs> right. people that wanting that are looking to be <laughs> entrepreneurs or starting their own business seem to reach out to those gurus quite frequently uh, in my, you know, in my day jobs. Uh, we buy defaulted mortgages, you know, from banks mm-hmm. and so forth. And there are plenty of people out there that are trying to show you to be a note investor. Yep. Um, and when I first got in, it's just a quick story. I had a, I had a guru reach out to me and wanted to charge me $25,000 to learn how to buy a defaulted mortgage from a bank. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, I'm not going to give you $25,000 to go do that. I can learn it on my own and, and go through that process. But it was such a hard sell even after I said no, right. he would he would continue to email me and then text me and saying, oh, you're missing out on this great deal here and right. here. And I'm like, right, uh, not for $25,000. But this is where the pitfall, and maybe we can go back to that, is, is, is any of this part of that inner game? Because a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs fall into this space and then it just becomes hopeless. I mean, they just don't, they don't turn around. Yeah. And see that, that's what I was saying is that, see, the gurus got there for a specific reason, because they're good at marketing themselves. They're great at persuasion and they're great at sales. Now, what do those things have to do with coaching and teaching? Absolutely nothing. nothing. Literally nothing. In fact, what's very interesting is this goes back to the whole Tesla Edison argument, right? Probably most people know at this point, you know, about Tesla and Edison, right? If you ask anybody off the street who invented the light bulb, 100 people out of 100 will say Thomas Edison. He actually had nothing to do with inventing the light bulb. He was just great at marketing the fact that he invented the light bulb when he had nothing to do with it. Tesla is the one, Nikola Tesla, not the car Tesla, Nikola Tesla, the guy, uh, you know, was the one who invented all of the, uh, not invented, but, you know, discovered and, and made it happen so that we could have electricity in our homes. Nothing to do with Edison, right? But Nikola Tesla was a lousy businessman. He was truly awful at marketing himself and as a businessman. He made incredibly bad, awful decisions that cost him millions. So Tesla, the man, died penniless and alone. Meanwhile, Edison went on to this great success. Well, he was a psycho. I mean, and it's like, holy crap, this is still going on today, right? You've got these, these again, I'm saying it nicely, lying sociopaths out there who are great at marketing and persuasion. They are Edison. And it's like, and then once you get in there, I, I can't tell you how many people have, 
you know, come to me after going to all those guys because they're very loud. That's the that's the sad yeah. part. They're really loud. They're taking up all the air in the room because they're great at marketing and sales. You know, and so I'm here going, I'm like the cleanup crew at this point. I have to clean up after these guys, you know, because I'm I'm a great teacher. Am I as good a marketer as those guys? I'm really not. Unfortunately, I'm more like Tesla, you know, and I try to learn from that mistake of saying, hey, guys, you know, we have to have this marketing stuff. But is that does that become an inner game? It does because it takes away your confidence for the entrepreneur. Yes. Right. I, I gave this guy all this money. He didn't perform. He took my money and he took my self-confidence. So now I doubt myself. I don't know. You know, I don't know if I can trust myself. Boy, did I go through that for years and years and years. So I know exactly what that feels like. So the point is you somehow have to get back. And that's why, again, going back to my point, uh, you know, I give the overabundance of proof of that my system works, not that I am so great. I talked to Stephen Covey before he passed away. Mm -hmm. Stephen Covey, the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he said one thing to me that really changed my life. And he said, Noah, I want people to leave my seminars more impressed with themselves than with me. Now, when he said that to me, I, w I hadn't even written my first book yet at that time. I just was a big fan of Dr. Stephen Covey, which, again, you know, he sadly passed away a few years ago. And when he said that, I realized that that is how I want to live my life, how I want to have my business. Now, that is exactly counter to what those guys are doing. They want you, all of us, to be impressed with them. Look yes. how cool I am. And it works. You know, that's the sad part is that it does work. But the problem is, of course, that a lot of times people don't get the results working with those guys. And exactly. <laughs> and then you come in, you're the cleanup crew. I mean, what is kind of a I know it's that's bad, but for those out it there is. listening, unfortunately, <laughs> there's some entrepreneurs that are listening that have gone through that. Yeah. What can help them start prepping themselves if they want to start working with you down the road and 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 get their act back together because they've got a passion. It's right. there. It's just been lost. Well, we have a lot of free resources on our website so that you can do your research. That's all I always say to everybody, you know, my prospects, my clients, I say, just do your homework, do your research and try not to get sucked in, you know, by those guys who are really, really good at sucking you in, you know, so we have, you know, we've got a free book. You can get, you know, uh, this book for free, for example, get rid of your head trash about money, how to avoid the three big money mistakes even smart people make. I know everyone listening to this program is very smart. So you can get this book on our website. The book is free. We just ask you to cover the shipping. Uh, that's at sendmeabooknoah.com. Very easy to remember. Sendmeabooknoah.com. Um, but, you know, we've got uh, on, our, on our YouTube channel. So we just try to give an overabundance of proof, as I just stated, you know, meaning that I've been doing this 25 years. We've helped our clients make billions of dollars. We know it works. And we know you're probably skeptical that it works or that it might work for you. So here's a ton of proof. And of course, you know, you can talk to us. You could, we are human beings. We actually enjoy talking to people. What? <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to, you know, entrepreneurs who bought from those gurus. And then they, after they paid all that money, it's like they ghosted them. You know, it's like, hello, <laughs> anybody home? <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's sad. It's, it, it is sad. Uh, so, you know, we really do try. I mean, because we just actually like helping people. That's awesome. That is that's refreshing because there is a lot of that going out there. And then we need to have more people like you out there helping entrepreneurs because it's a struggle, man. Entrepreneurship is not it, is not as it's not all no. it's cracked up to be in. No, it's um, not all rainbows and unicorns. No, it is no. not. You know what I, I always say, Ryan, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I always no, no, say, ahead, listen, everything sucks. You just have to pick your suck. It sucks to have a job yeah. and it sucks to own your own business. Yeah. It just sucks a little less to own your own business because at least you kind of control the suck. 
<laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but when you work for someone else and I'm not putting down, if you love your job, you know, I'm not putting down. There's a lot of, a lot of gurus out there say, if you have a job, you're an idiot and you're a moron. And I'm like, <laughs> what, who are you, you know, yeah. to tell people what they should want? No, that's up to each individual person. You know, there's lots of people that love their jobs. So who are you, you know, anyway, but I'm just saying, you know, sometimes, uh, I mean, you know, I work with a lot of people who are trying to leave their nine to five, you know, they got a nine to five and they're trying to do the side hustle and da, da, da. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. You know, listen, it's going to hurt. There's going to, there's not going to be fun. Every day is not fun. But the point is, then you get to choose your life. And when I work, because I, like you, I worked in corporate America also. And every single day that I woke up, I thought someone's, I, I felt that someone's hands were around my throat. That's how I woke up yeah. every day, like this. And I'm like, this cannot be life. This can't be the, the next 40 years of my life. I mean, I might as well. And I mean, at the age of 25, I decided to commit suicide. I actually decided to take my own life at, uh, you know, at the age of 25. I'm now, my life was spared at the very last moment. I tell that story in my books. But my point is that, you know, that was one of the reasons why, because I didn't see any way out. And so, you know, now with this wonderful tool called the Internet, we, we, we have more choices than ever before in human history. That's the good news and the bad news. So that's yes. going back to, of course, my point of focus. So, you know, here we are. It's a big circle and we just come, always come back to those power habits. It, and it is. And it's, it's amazing how many tools we have with the Internet, but it's how, how detrimental it could be to us. And you have to balance that all out. Yes. But as entrepreneurs, I love what you're saying is you've got your, you had your blinders on when you're writing your books. And that's what we really need to focus on and be able to really push ourselves because on a daily basis i'm bombarded with five million things and and i'm sure you are the same way of course but when i need to sit down and write a blog or write a newsletter you got to disconnect from everything else and just sit there and, and and write it and put it together and call it a day but right. the the like you're talking about your one client that was stuck at four million dollars for four years then you brought him up to over 20 million mm -hmm. entrepreneurs would be salivating at that to hear that ability to be able to get through that wall and punch to the next level yes but it takes grit and it takes somebody <laughs> like you to help us. Uh, but the other thing is you, you got to believe in yourself. And that is a biggest piece that I, I when I talk to other fellow entrepreneurs that are struggling, uh, that are in the, I'm in the housing space also, they're struggling because the housing space is struggling. And a lot of, of them are like, I just want to give up. And it's like, why are you going to give up on your, you, you've been at this for 15 years. <laughs> you've gone through an, you've already gone through one recession. <laughs> What's another you just have to now tighten the belt and go through that and figure out what right. you need to do to change your business and be creative. And it's, it's sad to hear them so defeated and they have some pretty successful businesses. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why, like I said, it goes back to those power habits I was talking about. The, we call it the power habits of unconsciously successful people, meaning highly successful people are doing things unconsciously that they don't even know they're doing, number one. And therefore, number two, they can't teach it. So that's another reason why people, so many people come to me after they've gone to all the gurus and they say, no, I spent all this money, you know, they, and they're self-proclaimed self-help junkies. And, and I'll give you a quick example. Like one of my clients uh, named Tamisa, uh, she self-proclaimed self-help junkie going to all these places and she was doing well, you know, she wasn't like struggling or, you know, destitute or something. She was doing pretty well, but she was, you know, really hit that plateau. And, you know, uh, in the first two weeks of working with me, she tripled her investment in two weeks. And, wow. you know, you can see her video and many, many others. But, you know, what was so funny is we hadn't even gotten to the money part yet. And she still tripled <laughs> her investment in two weeks. <laughs> it's like, hello, it's all up here, you know, and that that's just one example. And so that's the point is, yes, when you, you know, when you lose your confidence, it, it is. And, you know, that what's that old saying? When, when the tide goes out, you can see who's doesn't have their shorts on. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, hello. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, I guess you could say we help people get their shorts back on. Is that a good way to say it? I don't know. But, that's, uh, that's, that's good because there's some struggling out there in the entrepreneurship space. So yeah, for sure. Well, sir, I thank you very much for being on the show and uh, sharing best way to get a hold of you. Yeah, just go to our website, noahstjohn.com. That's my name right there, Noah St. John, N-O-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N.com. Uh, and also do make sure you get the book. Uh, just go to send me a book, Noah. <laughs> send me a book, Noah.com. And the book is free. We just ask you to cover the shipping. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, yep. We have another free gift. It's, let's get this, free gift from Noah.com. Hey, also easy to remember. Free gift from Noah.com. That's a new training that I that I did on how I help my clients make more in just 12 weeks than they did in the last 12 months. So uh, free gift from Noah.com. Well, thank you, sir, for sharing uh, all your knowledge, your time, and being vulnerable. And uh, it, it's been life-changing. When I say life-changing, you're really trying to put all that together for us entrepreneurs and also help others. But you are a real person. You're not a guru. You're not trying to, to pitch anything. You're trying to help. So I thank you for that. My pleasure. Thank you, sir. And I hope you have a good day. You too.